The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. Are you grumbling over your gourd today? That's what Jonah did. You remember that plant, that gourd that God caused to grow up? And the moment it was gone, he started grumbling and complaining again. Why? Because he had his priorities all wrong. We've identified several of the root causes for Jonah's anger and roots of anger in our own life. Let's talk today about how to root it out. See, God was working in this gourd. God was working in the worm that consumed the gourd. God was working in the vehement east wind. God was working in it all to work in Jonah. Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 says that Jonah was very angry. Verse 4, then said the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? Verse 9, God said to Jonah, doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. You see how he began by being angry over what God had done in Nineveh, and he ends being angry over the least little thing. That's the way anger works. It always gets worse. It never gets better. After a while, you start fussing, and you're fussing over everything. You get frustrated with one thing, pretty soon you're frustrated with everything. And so you have to allow the Lord to root those things out of your life. May I give some practical suggestions today, some observations and applications that come from Jonah's story? First of all, I'd say this. Remember that every good thing comes from God. Everything comes from God. Now, Jonah knew that. He even said it in so many words in verse number 2. He said, I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, and notice this, slow to anger. Do you see the contrast? He's very angry when he says it. God is slow to anger. And of great kindness and repentance thee of the evil. He's he's confessing that God is gracious and God is merciful and God is good, but sometimes we forget that in our own life. You see, he was so fixated on God's goodness to Nineveh, he forgot God had been good to him. Hey, Jonah, how long has it been since you were in the belly of that great fish anyhow? You see, every good and every perfect gift, James says, comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Remember that every good thing comes from God. While you're at it, remember a second thing. Remember that you don't deserve any of it. That's right. In fact, all any of us deserve is hell. All any of us deserve is judgment. All any of us deserve is God's wrath. And yet the Lord has extended such mercy to us. Look at God's goodness on one hand, and then the badness of your own heart, your evil desires, your sin nature on the other hand. Compare them for just a moment. May I ask, is there anyone you need to forgive today when you ponder how much God has forgiven in you? Is there anyone you need to ask for forgiveness? Is there anyone you need to reconcile with when you think how good God has been to reconcile you to himself? Remember, every good thing comes from God. Remember, you don't deserve any of it. And then thirdly, remember that everything in this world is temporary. Let me repeat that. Everything in this world is temporary. 
the gourd is temporary, Jonah. Maybe it lasts two days, but it's going to die eventually in the heat in that desert sun. Maybe it's not the worm. Maybe something else will take it, but things come and things go. God gives things for a time. Don't get so fixated on things in time that you forget what really matters for eternity. You see, we must remember that everything in this world is just temporary, that everything you see is going to burn someday, that everything uh, we, we take such pleasure and pride in is not going to mean anything when we come to God's judgment. And so if you want to root out anger, then the only way to do that is put in truth and the love of God and realign yourself with what is, what is right in God's sight. So first, remember every good thing comes from him. Remember that you don't deserve any of it. Remember that everything in the world is temporary. And number four, remember that only eternal things matter in the end. That in the end, it's just the souls of people that matter. That's what God was trying to bring him to. This wasn't about the gourd. Jonah, do you really think this is just about the gourd? Do we really think that it's just about the material, the physical, the temporal all around us? Or could it be God's trying to show us something bigger, the big picture? I come to the end of Jonah 4, and here's what the Bible says in verse 10. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. Do you hear the word perished? Now listen to what he's about to say in verse 11. And should not I spare Nineveh? that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. He's saying, look, you're, you're worked up because a plant perished, and I'm worked up that a whole city was perishing. You see, we must begin to see things from heaven's viewpoint. From the throne room, everything looks different. With an eternal perspective, we understand that some things really don't matter And only a few things do. And one of the things that truly matters is that there is a world around us that is perishing. We must remember every good thing comes from God. We must remember we don't deserve any of it. We must remember everything in the world is temporary. We must remember that only eternal things matter in the end. And then ultimately, we'll come back to this truth. We must remember that God is love. You see, that's how the book ends. It ends with the love of God, with divine pity. Uh, What a statement in Jonah 4, verse number 11. Should not I spare Nineveh, that great city? Do you hear the tender heart of God? Do you hear the compassion of the Lord? There's only one thing that can deal with anger, love. Only one thing is more powerful than anger, and that's love. Only one thing can do it. By the way, you can't stop being angry by saying, all right, I'm not going to be angry today. No, There must be the principle of replacement. You can't live in a vacuum. Something has to get so big in you that it crowds every lesser thing out. When the love of God is in its rightful place in you, when you see how much God has loved you, when you begin to truly love him, when you start loving other people like God loves them, allowing the Lord to love them through you, the love of God will crowd out the anger in your life. Do you know what anger did in Jonah's life? It robbed Jonah of all joy. All joy was gone. Instead of rejoicing with those that were rejoicing, instead of rejoicing that a whole city repented, he's on the outside of the city looking in. You know who that sounds a lot like? That sounds a lot like the elder brother to me. And I think there's a whole lot of Christians today who are on the outside looking in. God is at work. People are being saved. The work of the gospel is advancing. And they're sitting sour fussing over things they don't like and bemoaning things that didn't turn out the way they thought they were going to. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, and the second thing is joy. Right after love is joy. 
And when you miss the love of God, the next thing you lose out on when you're not in step with him is the joy of God. You can't have his joy if you don't live in his love. And just like that elder brother, only one thing can change our spirit, and that is the Father's heart. When the Father's heart captures us, when the love of God begins to consume us, then then we will begin thinking like we ought to think and feeling like we ought to feel and treating others like we ought to treat others. And we've taken our time dealing with this matter of anger in the life of a believer and a servant of God this week because there's so much of it in the world and it so easily creeps into all of our thoughts and emotions. Friend, would you pray today that God will root out everything that is fleshly and instead will pour His truth, His mercy, His grace, His love into your life. Remember who you are and who He is. Remember where you are now and where you're going Remember that God is love. May the Lord help us not to act and react as angry Christians today, but rather as loving representatives of the God of all love. Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.